It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Blog Talk Radio. up this morning looking for my shoes look behind the trunk found the hesitation blues lordy tell me how long lordy tell me how long will i have to wait will i have to wait can i get you now can i get you now must i hesitate Take me rock away from here, Lordy. Tell me how long. Lordy, tell me how long. Will I have to wait? Will I have to wait? Can I get you now? Can I get you now? Must I hesitate? Kick in the pants and saying, come on, 
And I'm like, okay, okay, okay. So we're we're gonna keep this going. In fact, I think I got a uh, another guest that I really want to ask. I don't want to say this right now, but tonight we got William Brower, who is a great friend here on Francie and Friends. We absolutely love him. He's such a nice guy. And uh, before we bring him on, Tom, what are you up to lately? Well, I'm working on uh, uh, my third installment of my Inrod We Trust books. I have it. Uh, Nicholas said we were supposed to have Inrod We Trust out this spring. I have finished Inrod We Trust again uh, a couple months back, and I'm more than halfway through Inrod We Trust some more. Because I have about probably 40, 50, 60, you know, a lot of stories that are Twilight Zone type uh, in their style, and their, you know, kind of the the twist ending or the kind of the unexpected, you know, parts of the yeah. story so i kind of i've been kind of you know going through that and uh so i've been kind of busy working on those because it's because you know hey i might as well i can crank out some and have some ready for the next few years you know oh that's so awesome that's, you know I, I figure i'm you know between god i i should be like three years ahead by now with the amount of collections of short stories i have done so, but that's okay, you know. That way, the pressure's off that's me. Awesome. I can kind of relax and write at my own pace after that. So, that's awesome. you know, I get so I already got one for that next year and the year after and the year, you know. So I was like, okay, I'm ahead of the game. I can just keep a more on a Push more relaxed, up. less deadline. Or, yeah. So, so that's what's going on with me. Uh, that's awesome, Nick. Did you want to make any announcements? Do you have? Any, do you want to say hi? Uh, well, hold on. That yeah, hello. <laughs> hello. Uh, I'm in the middle of doing of uh, finishing up royalties. Uh, there's a lot of authors, and I keep lying to myself every year about it too, because I keep thinking, okay, I've got the data all together. And it's going to be really super easy, but it's like one author at a time. I've got to bring out a new Excel sheet. I'm going to do that. So it's like, uh, but I'm wrapping it up, and I'm just about getting to the S's, Tom. What? <laughs> oh, okay, cool. But, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm trying to get that done by by tonight. So that we all can do our taxes, I can do my taxes too, and then I, you know all that, and I could get to all the fun stuff. This this number stuff is the worst part of the business for me. Yeah, because the business, it, business it's boring. I, I wish, I, I wish that um, that we could bring it to the extent, and maybe it could happen next year. I mean, I'm starting to hire um, some. Um, extra artists and, and stuff for like book covers and things. Maybe next year I can hire an accountant. <laughs> Somebody that yeah. can like do that for me. But I mean, uh you know, once this is over then then uh it's going to be great for me because I, I uh, tomorrow I can get back into what I'm in this for in the first place is publishing books. So uh and I've committed to um to publishing 3 titles every month of the year this year 
and um, oh, that's cool. And, and it looks like I'm going to do it and everything. Uh, um, I, I'm uh, freed up um, for the first time in a long time because of uh, things that happened at home that aren't happening anymore. Um, you know, um, like my dad, uh, that that whole thing really got in the way. Mm-hmm. I w- wish that he was still here, of course, but uh, but yeah, still. Um, just all kinds of things. That said, though, I mean, starting last November, I started getting a really good feeling about this year and going forward with everything because um, getting more of a clarity, um, getting a lot more done, um, making some good deals. Um, there's a lot of good stuff that's coming out that came out already and that's coming out in my deal with uh, Days of the Dead and Joe Mo. That is like um, going really great, and we're getting we're getting a lot of attention on our website too. And people are actually ordering books from our website. They're not just ordering, like going um, uh, to the website because they heard of one book and they're they're going to order that. They're actually shopping on the website and going, uh, and the shopping carts uh, have like. Um, one author, another author, another author's book, and, a, and they have like nine or ten books. And I'm looking at some of the orders, going, "Wow!" They're like looking around and picking and choosing, and, and ordering like uh, nine different different authors' books at the same time. Like you know, a couple of yours, Tom, and and uh, wow, it's just uh, we're getting more attention and. Uh, uh, cool. A lot of good things are happening. A lot of great vibes from what's happening too. So, you know, um, even think... though like sales were kind of bad last year, but um, actually they were the worst in our whole, um, uh, you know, the whole BBS thing. But, um, but, but things are just starting. It's like a resurgence. It's like uh, oh, that's uh, cool. That's good. Like great. Stuff, yeah, and then you're coming out with your Twilight Zone thing um, this spring, too. Yeah. So well, get ready. I got very a whole slew of uh, probably a series of books on that for that. So you know, yeah. at least for the next oh, few years. Anyway, tells me eight one eight. We're picking up on you soon, but uh, yeah. So Tom, now a lot of good things, a lot of great things happening, uh, and uh, I'm gonna. Uh, I'm pursuing making deals with a lot of other like um, horror franchises to create books out of, you know, um, uh, horror movies and things and stuff like you know, and it's going to be great. It's, it is already great. It's great all around. Anyway, so yeah, I wanted. Um, um, I wanted to tell you I have two now, ideas that I'm working on for uh, Days of the Dead, the books for Days of the Dead for Chicago. So I, I've got a Need about another month, and I should be getting on them. But oh, that, um, that I got some ideas that are actually, I think, yeah, I think that might work. <laughs> oh, that would be awesome. Uh, this this uh, first one in Atlanta, uh, uh, it was amazing. Um, it, it, I feel like um, like Emperor Palpatine, or well, he's evil, but more like uh, mm-hmm. Professor X. <laughs> behind a computer just like organizing everything and and uh uh in uh, atlanta georgia for the days of the dead anthology um uh it that's a great example of me not being there but manipulating everything 
um, and everything happened exactly as I have foreseen. I mean, it was just really great. There, uh, a lot of the Days of the Dead, um, Georgia Screech's authors were there, and even there was a point where I called Joe um, uh, just like five minutes before their one o'clock mutual author signing for it, and uh, and he like uh, let out the phone saying, "Everybody, say hi to Nick." Hi. It was it was great. And I got the photos from it, and everybody had photo opportunities. The, um, most of these authors haven't been published before either, and they had their uh, their first experience at actually being kind of celebrities at a convention like that. Um, and that's what Joe and I are trying to do too: is uh, is getting like unsung people to submit their stuff, and um, uh, and having them be a part and and with their stories and. And um, it's a, a, a Joe coined it um, a fanthology, um, which is you know horror fans just writing short stories, submitting them, and the ones that we choose they get like published in these volumes, and uh, it's it's creating a lot of hoopla for black bedsheet books too. As a matter of fact, I think that that's part of the resurgence thing too, is people are paying more attention to us because of um, deals like this. Uh, it, it's um, it's amazing. 2020, it's a great year. It's going to be a great decade. A lot of stuff oh, planned, cool. a lot of stuff going on. Well, I told Indeed. you last year I'm pumped for 2020, so I think it's going to be a wonderful year. Yeah, it already is. It oh. already is uh, from everything that I'm seeing and so yeah. So anyway, um, I guess. Uh, oh, uh, just uh, quick announcements. Uh, Matthew Ewald's book is coming out at the end of the month. Um, um, uh, that's going to be great. Uh, cool. Uh, and uh, uh, we've got uh, L.A. Nance uh, coming up. Um, Eric Shuttleworth is going to be coming up. Um, um, uh, just all kinds of Rochelle Dillon. Uh, as a matter of fact, yeah, The Coffin Clock by Matthew Ewald, I've got, oh, and, and also um, I'm um, uh, doing redoing Sue Dent's uh, Thirsting for Blood uh, books. That's going to be coming up, too, around the corner. And then we've got Raina Young books like Welcome Home, Natalie, and some more of her Monsters books. Uh, Incubus Succubus is uh, by L.A. Nance. Uh, and he's he's a great author. We already got Path of the Dead by Timothy Baker. Chris Miller's book is out now. Um, we've got uh, a lot of stuff going on. Sacrificial Sons by Jason Gaylor also. And then I'm working on my own stuff. Um, and uh, around my birthday in May, I'm going to be releasing Ragman. Um, by Horns, based on The Ragman, my 1989 novel for Critics' Choice Paperbacks. I sent it out to him. He was all gaga over it, uh, about redoing it, making it his vision, um, uh, integrated with mine. That's going to be a huge book coming out in May that I'm very, very proud of. Um, and uh, also I'm working on um, comic books, like um, a uh, comic book version of the Yuletide thing that Shot in the Dark Comics moons ago was supposed to come out with, but now I have the rights back to it, and I've got all the pencils for it, and I am 
searching around for a colorist for that to come out next Christmas. Um, and, uh, you know, stuff like that, too. So there's a lot of Uniquely Me stuff and a lot of great Black Bedsheet book stuff. Too. I'm also about to announce a lot of brand-new authors um, uh, probably within the next couple of weeks. So, yeah, a lot of cool. a lot of stuff going on. It's like uh, it's awesome. I love to be busy doing this, too. I mean, I'd rather do nothing else. <laughs> I'd rather stay at home and do this occasionally go out and make appearances than than anything else. <laughs> I don't so blame anyway, you there. Yeah. It's kind of inspiring. Great. It's pushing me to try to be a better writer. So, you know. It, 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 everything pushes and me wish, to try to be better at everything yeah. I do with this. So it's great to inspire everybody else. We could all get inspired together. Yeah. All um, right. I'm all for that. I wish all the yeah, other writers me the best of luck and best wishes and congratulations. So. Oh, thank you. And I wanted to say hi to William, our guest tonight. How we doing, Nick? Hey, William. Hey. How's everyone doing? Hey. Oh, doing great. <laughs> yeah, fantastic. Right, so uh, so uh, I'm going to awesome give you a little Francie. She's like uh, uh, reaching for the phone. Hold on a second. <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, speaking of William, um, William, welcome to the show. Well, thank you, thank you, thank you. And uh, you know, how's it going, Francie? It's going great. It's always a pleasure to have you on. Whenever I say, "Hey, William, I need a guest," you're like, "I'll be there Sunday." <laughs> Not a problem. I got it going on. Yeah, we do uh, have know, a caller. I, I, I got you back on this. I, I I know, and that's that's why we love you. And uh, I I do have a caller on. Um, he this person's I don't know if it's a he or she. Could be a secret admirer. Could be area code eight one eight. I'm here. Hey. Hello. <laughs> Who, who's this? Hello. Can you hear me? Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Hi, I can hear you. Hello, dear. How are you? Good. Very well, and how are thank you? you? I'm fine. <laughs> this is his aunt Debbie calling from California. Oh, so he's the deer, not me. Okay. Well, you both could be a deer. <laughs> yeah, it's just the same ballpark. <laughs> oh, cool. <laughs> now, yeah, uh, I, 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 so. uh, I, I googled your e uh, the eight one eight, and I was like, okay, this is from Los Angeles. This is. This is awesome. Thank you for calling. Oh, yeah. yeah. I'm his biggest fan, of course, of course. Oh, I, I was, cool. I was no. just going to say that. Uh, yes, my, my my Aunt Debbie has always been so gung-ho in, in all my writing projects. And mm-hmm. I need to give a shout-out to her, too, because she's also an amazing actress. And Well, thank you, oh. dear. You know, that's, yeah, that, that's one of the reasons why I've always been, you know, so focused on my writings. I had promised her many years ago that uh, you know, if any of my stuff gets picked up, she's got a role. So Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. That's always cool. That's awesome. That's awesome yeah. when you can lean on family like that. That that is Well we're we're like two peas in a pod, you know? <laughs> yeah, you can awesome. say that again. <laughs> <laughs> 
I, I was wondering what happened. I got everybody on the phone right now. Would it be an inappropriate time to tell a really bad joke? Not yeah, go for it. No, anytime, anytime is a good time for a bad joke. Okay. Now, I didn't make this up. I read this on Facebook today, and I just fell out laughing. I, I could not help it. It was so stupid. It was funny. Okay, is everybody ready? Yep. Go ahead. Yeah, sure. Okay. Go for it. A duck, a duck walks into the bar. And he goes to the bartender and he says, got bread? Bartender says, no. Duck says, got bread? Bartender says, no. Duck said, got bread? Bartender said, no. Slammed his hands down on the bar and says, if you ask me that one more time, I'm going to nail your beak to the bar. Duck looks at the bartender and says, got nails? Bartender says no. Doug says got bread. <laughs> <laughs> Good clean joke. <laughs> 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 it's not what I was I expecting, but it's so funny. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. Back. Back to the. I. I. I still think of reading the joke and I'm still laughing. Okay. So. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Just like that. William, you so so you're an, go ahead, Eddie. You're oh, an ahead. incredible author. You've you've written <laughs> 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 How can you even ask it? Okay, okay. So you're an incredible author. You've done a lot. I'm still laughing. I'm I'm crying. I'm laughing. I'm trying to hold. So you're an incredible author. You're doing things. And I mean, you you got a fan base. I mean, your aunt's here. No, I'm. Absolutely. <laughs> so what was going but, uh, on with Clay, no, uh, Crazy Clan? Well, yeah, um, I mean, you've yeah. done you've done a lot in the writing world, and now you've moved on. You're now doing scripts, which Aunt Aunt Debbie is uh, actually mentioning one of my my scripts that I'm shopping around right uh-huh. now, and. Uh, it's it's believe it or not it's actually based on my, off of my very first published book, which uh, the uh, the script title is called The Crazy Clan, and it's basically my high school memoirs for the lack of a better word, and you know kind of the double edged sword. By the time that the book got published, uh, some of my friends that were in the original manuscript really got themselves out into the public. One signed a deal with the NFL, one took a job in public office. And so, you know, I was like, okay, so I'm going to have to put this under a pen name and take out everybody's last name. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Bypass bypass the lawyers. (laughs) So. I I just usually call them by their first names. I don't give them last names. Or change the last well, name. 
or make them close, yep. sound close the same. Uh huh. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, but uh, but yeah, basically, um, you know, besides my aunt, these guys have always been, you know, the the other half of the cheering squad when it comes to my writing projects. So, understandably, after the first book came out, they were like, okay, so when's the next one, and the next one, and when are you going to start doing movies? <laughs> so, <laughs> <laughs> you know, so that's understandably, that's what. I was going to say, that's always awesome to have a group of friends that, you know, you can send it to and they're just, like, cheering you on instead of saying, you know what, this really, you, you got the downer people, <laughs> they're jealous, okay, I didn't write that, yeah, that was crap. Mm-hmm. You yeah, know, and, those, and, and of course, luckily, always... you know, oh, go ahead. and, and, and they're well, also saying good is, for being brutally honest. All writing is great. <laughs> Yeah, all of your writing is great. Well, thank you. Aw, you're welcome. <laughs> I said all of his writing is great. That's great. That's great. See, you got it. That's, that's good to have a fan. Have fans. It is. <laughs> Especially passionate <laughs> ones. <laughs> that, oh, that's yeah. Right. Yeah, that, that, that's for sure. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and I actually but, but yeah, had my answer. Uh, my aunt Zesta, in, and I don't want to, you know, try to push my book Werewolf on anybody, but my aunt Zesta, she found out that I wrote a book Werewolf, and she bought a copy of it, and she actually read it, and she was my aunt Zesta from Michigan, and she read it, and she wrote me, and she's like, I loved it. I was like, oh, you're just saying that because you're my aunt. And she's like, no, I'm <laughs> saying it they read the book, and I loved it. I hate horror, but I loved your book. And I'm like, oh. Aww. Well, that was There's good. the perfect and compliment that, right there. <laughs> when it comes to family and they read it, that and they say, hey, I loved it. No, you're just saying that. No, I, I really meant it. That, that actually mm-hmm. means something. So for you to tell William right now how much you love his stuff and his writing that probably tears at his little heartstrings a little bit. Am I right, William? Oh yeah, it it, it, it does. You know, but uh, you know, but you know, but she she knows she knows how to pull those strings the right way. That's for sure. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, because, because when it comes down to it, let's face it, family is the most important thing in your life. So uh-huh. if they love it, yeah, then. Nothing else matters. <laughs> exactly, you know. Yeah, and I mean, I have <laughs> given him, you know, constructive criticism about constructive stuff, what I liked and what I would like to see it, you know, a little different here and there. So I'm very honest with him, and I think he's a great author. He, he is. Well, thank I've, you. I've, thank you very much. I haven't much. read a lot of his stuff, but I have read some of his stuff. And, yeah, uh-huh. he's, he is making a name for himself, and I think it's great that he's continuously working. Like, he's putting himself out there. He's working hard. I'm getting out there. I'm getting out there. I'm pushing my name. I'm pushing my name. And that's a sign of really working hard. Mm-hmm. It it definitely is. And, he's and a it's very not hard easy. Writer. I mean, 
When when I it's worked not, my I, uh, regular know. nine to five job, everybody, I, I they found out that I wrote a book, and they were like, "Wait, you, why are you working here? You got a book published?" And I'm like, "Hello, it's called Books a Million for a reason. There's a million <laughs> books out there right now, so you know you just it's not that easy. So to, you no, it's all the endeavor to write." Help. You know, but uh-huh. but it's worth it in the end. You know, it, it's yeah. worth it in the end. I mean, it's oh, frustrating, really? maddening, and all that, but you love it. So, mm-hmm. and you can never give yeah. up. Exactly. So, you know, and, and as long as you have fun. I'm going to to oh, time good. off. Um, I I just had to tell your 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 co-host. I I just had a biopsy on my tongue and it's still swollen. So it's a little hard for oh. me to um, talk still. So every so often I <laughs> so, <laughs> And luckily it was benign. It was benign. Other things were not, but this was benign. So that was a good thing. So I just, that, um, that it's starting to hurt. I'm, I'm talking a little too much. It's starting to hurt again. Oh, okay. Well, so. well we will let you go. But if right, you don't want us to talk to you anymore, you can. Uh, I can put you on mute, and you can still listen to the show. Okay, that sounds great. Okay, I'll put you on mute, so you can still I'll listen say, to I'll the show, you and you won't have to talk. All right, honey, I'll talk to you later. Thank you. Okay. Okay, sounds good. All right. <laughs> All right. All right, the aunt's on mute. She's lovely. Thank you. Yeah, that was good yeah. of to call in. That's um, cool. Yeah. I, I, I can't agree more. You know, uh, yeah, I, 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 like I said, I mean, I've, I've been a fan of hers growing up, but, uh, you know, even in uh, even in later years, it was funny because, um, you know, like, for example, she called me up, uh, God, it's been almost 10, 15 years ago. She was like, do you know the band called Limp Biscuit? I'm like, yeah, I've got the CD. Oh, okay. Well, I'm in one of their videos. What? <laughs> wow, that's cool. <laughs> Holy shit, are you kidding me? <laughs> so, you know, understandably, Crazy. you know, grab the grab the VCR. I'm like, okay, stay up till 3 a.m. for Headbangers Ball. <laughs> <laughs> and you're like, my aunt is in Limp Biscuit video. Yep. <laughs> wow. That's yeah, awesome. And then, we, and then we fast, and then we fast forward a couple of years after that, and you know she's like, "Well, I'm doing some voice work for a uh, anime series that's coming coming over here stateside. I don't know if you've heard of it or not. It's called Specter Man. Like, heard of it? I have the collection. Of course, I've heard of it. That's been wow. part of my childhood. <laughs> hey, wow, <laughs> that's that's really cool. Definitely. That's pretty awesome. You know, so. That's uh, that just goes to show. You know, you have to work hard, and I gotta work harder. I know that, Nick. I gotta work harder to get things done with me too. So, yeah. Well, come on, come on. We we, we need a sequel to Werewolf, Francie. Yeah. Yes, I, I'm in the process of thinking of it. I. I I think I'm there. I just got to finish the big plot. The 
climax of the book. And I think hmm. I got an idea, okay. but I don't think I should reveal it on the show. Now, nah, wait, wait. No, nah, we do it. I'll keep it secret for a while. Yeah. Huh? I'd reveal it once it's written. You don't want anybody stealing yeah. your idea yeah. or anything. Yeah, so I, I pretty much got it. I think I got it, and I think it's going to turn out okay. Oh, uh, no, it's going to turn out good. I mean, it's going to turn out good. Because it actually cracks me up when I'm laying in bed thinking about it. So, yeah, it's going gonna, it's gonna to happen. Within, before this year is up, Werewolf 2 will be out. Because I think I got cool. everything... I want done with it, and it took a lot of thinking because if you guys read Werewolf 1, Scott, he was pretty smart, and, you know, he's the leader of the pack this time, and he he outsmarted me for a little while, but I think I got it now, and Tom, I told you a little bit about it. Yeah. Yeah. You had to call it Werewolf. You had Werewolf, now Werewolf. Yeah. Well, that's Nick was actually thinking of Werewolf. I was just thinking of Werewolf Two. Mm. Wolf Pack. Yeah, yeah. We'll 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 come up with something. And Nick gave. I I I hate to say I I called it Full Moon Fever, but uh, Nick actually came up with Werewolf. I was like, oh, that's clever. And then he put their wolf at the uh, werewolf, their wolf. And I was like, no, I don't like their wolf in with werewolf, but I like werewolf. I like that. That could always work. That's how we came. Yeah. Nick came up with the title, and he was thinking about calling werewolf to their wolf. Ah, it, it it'll come I think out it'd be fun to have that title up. with it. Because <laughs> well, you're well, so werewolf. werewolf. You guys like that? There's going to be a wolf coming soon. <laughs> yeah, if you're if you're sold at, at anywhere, Francie, you could be werewolf, werewolf, any werewolf, you know. Wolf, wolf. Yeah. <laughs> I know it's kind of hokey, but what the hell, you know. Sometimes yeah. hokey works. I mean, look at Sharknado. <laughs> that's oh my gosh! Did you guys see that meme where uh, there was that sign that was outside the church and said, "If you don't think you have a good idea, imagine somebody went into a room full of executives and said, hey, let's make a movie where sharks are in a tornado.'" And then they made five of them. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. Look at it now. <laughs> yeah. There's no bad well, idea. There, there, there never yeah. is. You know, it's mm-hmm. it's just you know, it's all about perspective. That's all. You got to find someone yeah. that shares the same likeness. <laughs> yeah. This is this is this is my question to you guys. Also, I mean, here we are. We are living. Let's face it. We are in the world of social media. Okay, that's what everybody cares about. Donald Trump 
really helped his getting elected for president by tweeting on Twitter <laughs> all these great things. In fact, Donald Trump got Twitter popular again. Oh, how how far do you think social media helps everybody now? Boy, I don't know. That's it depends. I think it's good. It's bad. I, I, I think. Mean, it, yeah, I, I mean, don't know. It, 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 it could go. It, it could go either way. Like, um, I, I know I got into a uh, debate uh, just actually uh, last night online. Um, somebody had posted an article, and they had actually spelled the word "period" wrong. Like they were trying to say that's the end of the story. Period. We're changing the subject, and. You know, they spelled it uh, P-E-R-I-O-D-T. Oh, wow. And and I came back and I was like, you know, um, I'm surprised this person actually is published in a major magazine with that much of a typographical error. And somebody came back to me and said, well, no, it, it, it's, uh, it's how you do it phonetically. If you say the word, you hear the T at the end. And I'm like, Period. No. Oh. <laughs> Period. <laughs> Period. No. We, yeah. I hear a D, not the T. Nearly a D at the end. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> Period. You know. So. So sorry. Yeah. You know, it, it, it boiled down to well, how the hell would you know? Are you? You sound like you're a damn writer. I'm like, mm, I don't know, maybe. <laughs> I original thing in my past. What 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 wow. a couple things here and there. Do 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 you think that people are taking social media too seriously? Probably. Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah, I mean, I you know, you you have people that actually live on there almost twenty four hours a day for some reason. Not sure why. <laughs> yeah, I I don't even care that my cell phone is cut off right now. It's like okay, I don't, I I don't have a cell phone. <laughs> you know, and I'm I'm seeing people. They walk down the street. They're constantly on their cell phone and. This was even before cell phones were really popular. I was walking through my college back home in South Carolina. This was like 12 years ago. And everybody was on their cell phones. And this might be kind of a stupid little story, but everybody was paying attention to their cell phones, and I didn't have my cell phone because I didn't have one. And there was this sweet little, this pretty butterfly that was flying through that little college campus that I was at. And I'm watching this butterfly, and I'm looking at everybody else, and they're so tuned into their screens that they're not even paying attention to what was gorgeous right before their eyes. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah I remember seeing I, a car I, full of people driving, and they had, it was in the summertime. It, had, it was a convertible, and all four were on cell phones, but not to each other. So I was like, why hang out with people if you're going to be on your cell phone? And not talking yeah, to your friends. I, I, I made a post. I, I, I made a post on Facebook a couple of months ago, and it said, uh, hey, I'm going to have a few people over to stare at their screens. Want to come over? 
you know. Yeah, I mean that, that, that's what it pretty much still is. <laughs> yeah. It is, and yeah. it's, it's either it makes you want to cry or it makes you want to go, eh, maybe. You know, and, well, you see, well, th- there's actually a method to the madness, though, behind it. If you want to get them to put the phone down. You have to you have to engage in conversation like you normally would, but you want to pick something completely off the wall and wait for the response. You know, it's the oldest trick in the book. You know, just be like, um, anyway, so um listen. A duck walks Nick into a bar. Of, no, um listen, Nick left his uh, silk garter stockings uh hanging up outside the back patio when he came over for beer the other night. Uh, anyway, I can ship it back to you. <laughs> Nick, what were you doing on their back patio the other night? And see, look at that. The phone's down. You're already starting a conversation. That's wonderful. <laughs> <laughs> he's not here, though. Uh-oh. You don't know where he's at. Not his style. I was huh? waiting for him to say, What? <laughs> Now, if I hear him knocking okay. at the door and I see him holding a sledgehammer, I'll be like, cool, new out, new uh, book cover? <laughs> <laughs> Hold on. Let me take this picture. i got to put it on social media. Yeah, selfie. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and, 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 William, not only are you a brilliant writer, you're, you're going into movies now and everything. You're still an historical you you yeah. love the Titanic. I do. I, I I do very much. So I mean, I'm that's one story that that's always going to be hands down one of the most fascinating aspects in history. <laughs> I gotta agree with you there. And you know, and uh, yeah, I'm, you know, and luckily it's one of those cases too. Even even now, we're still learning new things, so you can't go wrong with that. You know, to piggyback on what Francie was saying about social media, do you think if there's Titanic happened today, you'd have a bunch of the today's generation doing selfies as a Titanic sinking? <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> you know, believe me, someone uh, someone actually put a meme up of that part where you have all these people with their hands out of the water holding the cell phone up and doing Facebook Live as the ship's sinking. <laughs> so... <laughs> Yeah, so I mean, that, you know, that, that's one of those things you you you, know, you just never know. That's for sure. Imagine <laughs> well, but, if uh, Kate yeah, was that's... sick. Yeah. Um, other than the Titanic, is there any other aspects of history that you kind of have a um that interests you most, William? I, I'm I'm actually a sucker for pretty much anything. Um, you know, almost all of my books are tied to either history, mythology, or uh, literature. You know, in some way, shape, or form, not directly, but you know, sometimes either scenarios, um, character studies, things like that. So, you know, but um, but yeah, Titanic-wise, uh, this summer it'll it'll mark uh, 40 years of uh, research for me. On that subject, so 
you know, that, 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 that's one of those ones that, you know, I, I can actually spend the whole night walking you through everything if you needed it. But I, I won't because I don't want to bore your audience. <laughs> well, I don't know if that'd be boring because uh, I, I know we went to the Titanic exhibit at the Detroit uh, Science Center when, it, when they had it here. And they got tickets to see if you'd have been a survivor, not with names of the people on them and stuff. And everything. so it's kind of fascinating. And my nephew, he's watched the movie at least a dozen times. That's when it first came out. So alone. So cool. he, he he's a big Titanic kid. So and he's only then even this 30 so you know but it's it is it's always one of those fascinating i guess hauntingly fascinating incidents in our history oh it is you know, I, mean, I mean um go ahead <laughs> oh no i was gonna say it's just it seems like it's filled with the hero heroism and cowardice and everything in between and sacrifice and do i mean it's just you know, was it wasn't there a nurse on that uh, one of the ships women that worked on the ship? Wasn't she part of two other sinkings of the uh, in the royalty? Was was it her? I mean, that was part of the she was on three ships yep. in the British Admiralty that sunk. Yes, she was. Uh, yeah, her name is Violet Jessup, and uh, she actually her book actually is uh, is out uh, even now. It's um it was it's you know these days it's called uh, Titanic Survivor the memoirs of uh, Violet Jessup and it's literally a tell all no holds barred um, first person view of what it was like catering to the to the wealthy at the time and you know even even how many times that she was hit on by the single guys how many marriage proposals that she was offered to you know, everything in between wow. <laughs> Oh, that sounds like it'd be a good book in itself. Oh, it is, and I mean, and, and it's you know, at, at times it's um, you know, it, it has a little bit of some uh, you know, some of the humor to it, and you know, other times you could tell uh, you know where it was kind of hard for her to sit there and actually put it into words. So it was interesting to see, you know, how how she was able to balance between both aspects. Well, yeah, it seemed like it'd be tough to talk about because you had so much depth and. Sadness and destruction related to those three ships. Yep. Yeah. Now, I mean, luckily, out of the three, only two of them sank. So. That's true. I forgot about that. I was thinking they all three sunk, but now that I'm looking it up, it's. But, um, what what aspect do you find the most interesting about the Titanic? It's actually a lot of the uh, the human stories, you know. Um, I mean, <clears throat> you know, for example, there's uh, there's actually one letter that was recovered many years ago that was on display for a short amount of time, and I, I still get a kick out of it in a lot of ways because um, it was actually written by a uh, young man who was doing the equivalent of spring break, and he only spoke Spanish. So the whole letter is written in Spanish, and it was written to his friend, and you know he was complaining about the fact of how boring it was because nobody speaks his language. Everybody looks at him funny when he tries to talk. There's nothing to huh. do. He's just walking around, blah, blah, blah. And then at the end, he writes, you know, I'm so bored. I just wish the damn thing sank. <laughs> wow. 
And of course, he did not make it. So yeah, that's kind of <laughs> karma wishing that. I mean, yeah, you know. But I mean, it, it, it's it's always the uh, you know the, the human stories underneath the headline is where you find all the uh, interesting tidbits and stuff. So. You know, that, that that that's always been one of my areas of expertise on the on the research part. And uh now hmm. admit, I mean at times um uh, it's been you know, interesting. Like for example, um I'm I'm friends with a number of uh, descendants of the passengers and crew. And so you know, there were moments uh, off and on over the years where I actually was able to help walk them through what their ancestors were doing at that particular point in time. You know, just to help clarify what was written in, about it in the books or what they saw in the films. As a writer and a historian, do you like to incorporate history into your writing? Because I, I kind of I do. Uh, my prime period is World War Two Depression. That I guess maybe from World War One to World War Two, that era where we went, it seemed like there was more changes societally. Technology-wise and everything, I mean, like World War II, we went from horse-drawn carriages to the space age with rockets and jets and everything. And I like to incorporate actual bits of history into my stuff. So I was just wondering, do you are you the same? Oh yeah, very much so. You know, and in, in fact, um, you know, what what are the fun tricks that I could teach you? <laughs> My um, uh, Francie and uh, Nick know of this, but I have a uh, fantasy series that I have been working on since high school, and I'm still adding to the volumes called uh, Chronicles of the Dragon's Bane. And if you take the first story and the first volume of the series, and you mm-hmm. actually remove, you know, you remove the zombies, you remove the characters that are based off of Egyptian mythology. And you just mm-hmm. look at the final battle, and looking at the final battle itself, you're actually looking at uh, Pickett's Charge on Gettysburg. Okay. So, yeah. You know, and then, you know, I did the, you know, since you were saying World War II, I have, uh, you know, in, you know, in the second volume of the series, uh, farther into the story, you know, I have the confrontation between Battleship Bismarck and Hood. So, you know, but just done with Viking longship type uh, vessels instead of the uh, traditional battleships. Well, that's cool. That's really interesting. Thank you. You know, I mean, I like I said, I like change kind of like I just wrote a story that is in my uh, In Rod We Trust Again book that probably won't be out till next year sometime. But it, basically, it was called The Vision, and I took. World War One, and I did some aspects of looking up where um, these World War One soldiers on leave. They go, they go to a gypsy, and they she looks at her crystal ball, and she sees one's future is the certain corporal. His future is to be the leader of Germany and lead in the death and destruction in about you know twenty five years. And um, I was reading how Hitler got actually his he was a messenger or runner type thing and his whole mm-hmm. unit took an artillery hit killed all his unit except for him he got wounded in the leg so i incorporated that into a story where some other soldiers that were wounded prior to that knew about him 
their, his future because they were there with him when they were the tipsy was reading this crystal ball, and they're trying to stop him, but one got killed and another one got wounded and he couldn't do anything. So, and it just kind of, you know, is that kind of story where, damn, I know what's coming in the future and there's no way to stop it. So, that kind of thing. So I was actually reading real events and kind of, well, I could put that in a story and kind of use this and all that. So that's why I was asking because I find it real history can add a, a great underappreciated element to any good story. You know, I mean, do you agree with that? You know, kind of, it adds a, oh, yeah. kind of a realism and a almost an eerie or more suspenseness, suspenseful, um, Oh, that's what I'm looking only, for in telling their story. Yeah, not, not not only does it add realism, but it also adds a plausibility as well, too. You know, so we always have do have the fans of alternate history and things like that. Mm-hmm. And yeah, uh, so and uh, but yeah, but yeah, that that's one thing I I almost always do is I I start scouring uh, you know the books or start. Uh, looking for random things that sound uh, like it could be interesting to try to develop into a plot or, you know, pretty much kind of roll with whatever uh, hits the wall first and then uh, take it from there. And, uh, you know, like um, I I know, for example, um, you know, when I was in, uh, when I was going through uh, some of my classes at uh, Full Sail, I had Mm -hmm. to uh, put together a a script for a, uh, you know, Basically, you know, it was to be a you know what, what my take on a short film, and you know they gave me a list of writing prompts to work from and stuff. So, you know, I I went for the bottom one that I thought it would be more easier to work with, uh, you know, which was uh, a military scenario of the inept uh, officer and a veteran locked in a bunker trying to prevent World War Three, and so. Hmm. Yeah, you know, so I decided to you know kind of take it one step further, and you know I actually called a couple of friends of mine, and you know they're like, well, you you want to get a better idea on what how to handle a situation of this magnitude? And I'm like, well, I yeah, if you don't mind, I'm like okay, we're gonna make arrangements for you to go have coffee with somebody, and um, well, we're just gonna leave it at that. Like okay, <laughs> you know. So I went, you know, had the uh, lunch appointment. You know, the long story short, the guy was a uh, retired four-star general, and you know, he was like, "Okay, so this is the uh, situation." I'm like, "Yep." He's like, "All right, well, here's exactly how we would handle it." I'm like, "Okay, let me uh, grab another notebook." <laughs> you know, took out a whole bunch of notes, went home. Typed it up, turned it in. Um, you know, when you know that for that factor, it was kind of funny. Cause the uh, you know professor called me up and he was like, "So, um, listen about your script. Um, you're using a lot of military slang. Um, a lot, like more than normal people, writers, students, people. I'm like." Uh, yeah. yeah, is there a problem? Um, is this going to affect my grade? Uh, well, no, I'm just wondering where you learned it from. I'm like, well, I interviewed a retired general, you know, for source information. So you 
hold on, you interviewed somebody? I'm like, well, yeah, I, I never served in the military. I'm, uh, you know, we're going to write something. I want to make sure it's accurate, make sure it sounds okay. Yeah, I, I, I do that too. <laughs> like I wrote a book called Suspicious Minds and Murders, and I wasn't sure about mm-hmm. police procedures, so I talked to – I live in Michigan, so we have Oakland County out here, so I talked to a former Oakland County – he'd been a detective. I talked to a Waterford police officer, and actually for the, the trial part of it, I had I graduated from high school with a guy who's now a judge in our area. So I was able to, you know, I, I know I understand that thoroughly because you want it, you want accuracy and believability, and you know, so that's it's part you have to do the interview. The it's like, hey, I'm, I wasn't a cop, I wasn't a judge, I'm not an investigator, and um, I, I I used to be a reporter, so I always found, tried to go out and dig up my own stories too. And I like to interview guys that were in the military, like you know, from different wars to kind of mm-hmm. like if the uh, the anniversary of D Day was coming, and when Saving Private Ryan came out, I interviewed a guy who was in the Signal Corps that went ashore on ashore on Omaha Beach. So he, you know, he gave me, told me an interview, and you know, he had a German sniper rifle they got from it actually took down a sniper off the beaches in the bell tower of a church he said that's a good rifle i got eight deer with it you know and he told other stories all the way they actually later on captured hitler's personal photographer he showed me pictures of hitler i'd never seen before he was negotiating with i think at the time with time magazine to sell the photos we want he wanted fifteen thousand, and they were only offering ten thousand each and it was like Wow, I was like, that's a color photo of Hitler that he has no color in the in his eyes. They were just uh, there was just black. There was no no brown or green or blue or you know or you know, it was just everything was black in those eyes. It was just it it was, but I learned a lot from him. So it's like that's I, and I keep some of that, retain some of that, and I wrote down a lot of it and kept it. So I mean, because it, it could come in handy for a fictional story later. I just. I think that's just mm-hmm. what smart writers do, you know, to add a realism and a depth, a believability to their story. Definitely. So, you know, and, and, you know, you know and nine, nine times out of ten, it pays out in the long run. You know, I mean, yeah, you know, I, I, you know, I, I, I always say one, one of the, one of the, one of the most famous favorite phrases that I, that I would like to hear from somebody is, you know, I've read your book, and, and, you know, even if it sucked, that's fine. They've read the book. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, yeah. You know, but, okay, um, yeah. I'm back. Sorry. Or I learned a little bit. I didn't know that happened in the war or this time period or that. And it's like, yeah, you know, and then you explain to them, I go, oh, they read more of your stuff. And then I think it helps to our, it's to our advantage to do that. Mm-hmm. You know, it does. And uh, welcome back, Francie. <laughs> yeah, welcome back, Francie. You doing better now? Yeah, it's sorry about that. Ninety seconds. The the British woman is yelling at me. You know, I, I was listening to the conversation, you guys, and I didn't want to interrupt. Um, you know, you guys are kind of talking about how you look at things every day, and it's great that you guys are saying this because I had. Um, a comedian on his name is Basil. Great comedian. You guys should YouTube him. Uh, Basil the comedian. He is 
absolutely hilarious. He's from the southeast coast. Um, I asked him, I was like, how do you come up with jokes? And he's like, I just look around. I look around me and I see things. Mm-hmm. Well, that's part of it too, yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I remember talking about basal observation. Yeah, and that's yeah, what I you mean, guys were talking about. And, you know, that that's kind of cool that it also works in the comedy world as long as – Along with the um, the horror world. Mhm. Does that make sense? Yeah, because yeah, I mean, life has comedy, horror, horror has everything put, in it, so you observe it. Yeah, yeah. if you want real yeah. horror, just put the news on. Yeah, I mean, it's filled with everything, so you kind of can draw from it. I mean, history, horror. I mean, uh, comedy. I mean, you laugh at the. I mean, let's face it, a lot of life is comedy. Most, you know, that's why I always kind of laugh at these dramas where they're all 100% drama. But I think most life is comedic and not serious. You know, I mean, the ups and downs can be made fun of easily. I mean, some some are worse than others, and you can look at that and draw from the horror aspect. But, mm-hmm. You know, I mean... William, I hope we have you back on again soon because it was great talking to you. Because it's the, you know, I just, you know, I have to tell more Titanic well, stories. So I think those are fascinating. I do personally. So, well, yeah, oh, definitely. Of probably, we're have I, I, William I, back on. William's always well, welcome so, to come on the show. Well, I mean, soon because there was just, you know, that letter thing where the guy's complaining about, you know, well, you know. No, part of the pun. That's just the tip of the iceberg. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But I'm seeing. <laughs> but yeah, de- definitely though. Uh, thanks again for having me on. It's always been a pleasure and also real fun as always, guys. Oh, good. Oh, good. Yeah. You know, right. I I just wanted. To- tell you i remember watching a series called one step beyond and they had an episode dedicated to the titanic where a woman kept having nightmares before sailing on it and you oh, know yeah. and um yeah. uh, an artist drew a and picture of a ship sinking and and then uh, don't forget rod serling did it with night gallery yeah oh yeah, yeah lone survivor so I, yep so i was kind of you know that that part of me kind of like wow I don't know if you know you know about that so well obviously you know about it but it just always kind of fascinated me from that aspect because people had these you know precognition and uh, foresights or uh, dreams and visions that it was wasn't going to go well or you know or that it happened that they didn't know about it. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, I mean that. Yeah, I mean, kind of the paranormal aspect interests me too, but the, even the, the regular aspect, like I said, it's a fascinating. Uh, I think after the movie Titanic, got a lot of people more interested in it too. So, you know. Oh, definitely. Because um, I was watching the movie because I was watching the background stories too, the the real history that they showed with photos and stuff. I was like, wow. But, so. So any, what's the next work? 
Well, right now I'm I'm actually uh, shopping around a couple of uh, scripts, and I actually have two uh, short films that are getting produced and uh, are going to be shown up in uh, Fresno uh, in April at the, uh, believe it or not, at the uh, Financial Literacy Film Festival. So uh, Hmm. uh, I'm kind of I kind of got my my toe in the door on the uh, festival scene there, and just kind of. You know, treading the waters, as I say. <laughs> well, that's okay. That's, that's you know, no pun intended on that one, right? Exactly. You know, I mean, that's the, that's the other flip side of the coin of talking to you know a Titanic historian. You're going to see more puns than uh, anything else you can imagine. <laughs> that's all right. I mean, you know, no problem there, yeah. man. That's that's their puns are fun. So that they are, you know, <laughs> you know, and, that, and, that's, but, um, and that's putting it lightly. Oh yeah. So would Francie disappear again or is he still there, Francie? No, I'm here. I'm I'm listening to you okay. guys. I don't want to dominate. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm letting you guys, you guys are like, you guys got less cool bromance going on. So. <laughs> No, no, we're both history guys. So you know, you get two history guys talking, and you, you get talking your ears off. So yeah, yeah, Tom, you, you I'm guys flying. Great, so. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to ruin it by giving you another duck joke. Hmm. Well, go for it. If you like. Yeah, why not? Go for it. You don't know. Oh wait, uh, Nick. What did you say earlier today? The gymnast. Nick, what was your gymnast joke? Oh, I forgot. No. Oh. <laughs> the gymnast hit the bar. Okay. Yeah, I it, it was, was funny. You 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 were there, William. <clears throat> you heard it. I I I did. Um. Tell me who's going to catch with, with uh, the joke. I, I uh, get the gist of what I said. I can't remember exactly, but I think I might have perfected it. Um, <laughs> what did the gymnast say when they walked into the bar? Ouch! What? <laughs> Ouch. <laughs> <laughs> that works. <laughs> that works. That's funny. <laughs> <laughs> Quick, somebody and, call and Fox. I think we got William, ourselves a movie. Uh, <laughs> A man walked into the bar. Was he blind? Or no, oh. uh, no. It was a guy walks into a bar. Ouch! <laughs> <laughs> we're warped. We, yeah. we were telling you know, stupid puns. You know, but see, this is what happens. That's why we're writers. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, okay, okay. Yeah. I got one. Yeah. Something that I something that I posted today. Hold on. Oh, okay, I got a couple. See, my of my jokes usually have to do with bodily fluids and gassy, you know, and Fart bodily joke. workings. You know. <laughs> All right, here we go. Why does it take five to seven days? <clears throat> To refund my money when it takes five to se- seven seconds to take it out of my account. <laughs> I don't know why. That's I know a good that's question. why. 
Okay. People who can fall asleep quickly freak me out. I mean, don't they have any thoughts? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Apparently not. (laughs) (laughs) If love is blind, why is lingerie so popular? Say what? Could you repeat that again? If love is blind, why is lingerie so popular? That's a good question. Yeah, uh, Erica Erica posted a comment saying, boobies! That works, too. (laughs) That's the magic word. (laughs) Now, here, I got got one for you, Francie. If you want to have some real real fun, do this at either a party, a bar, or with anybody who's half asleep and film the reaction, okay? All right. Here's the question. If a plane crashes on the border between the U.S. and Canada, where do you bury the survivors? You don't. Thank you. Yeah, you don't bury the survivors because they're not dead. Mm-hmm. No, I mean, right, you'd be surprised but... how. But, but you'd be surprised. You, you walk I mean... into a room, <laughs> and in the room there's a lantern, a fireplace, and a match. Which one do you strike first? A lantern, a that fireplace, would... or the match. Well, it depends. Who else is in the match? Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh. Yeah. You. Yeah. I know. A match. Ta-da. Mm. Okay, I got one for you guys. All right. This, this young Southern guy gets home from World War Two, and he gets home and. He runs into the house, Ma, Pa, I'm home. And he sees his grandmother, and she goes, Land's sake, son, glad you're home. Your mother's in the kitchen. He goes, Ma, I'm home from the war. And she goes, oh, child, it's good to have you home. Glad to see you're all right. Your pa and your grandpa are out in the back 40. Go out and see them. And so he runs out back and the back 40, and Pa, I'm home. And he goes, oh, God, son, that's good to have you back. You're glad to see you're not hurt and injured and all that. And he goes, well, what'd you do in the war? And he goes, well, I killed me some Japs. And and he goes, well, how'd you kill him? And I goes, well, he killed him some with my rifle and some with a hand grenade. And there's a hand grenade. He goes, yeah, I got one right here. He goes, see, it's this. He goes, well, what does it do? And he goes, well, you do this, you pull the pin, and you throw it. Well, he threw the grenade, it landed on the outhouse, and it blew up the outhouse. And so they hit the ground, and there's dirt and debris and crap and everything and wood flying all over the place. So they look look to see what happened. And Pop Grandpa picked, you know, pops up from out where the outhouse was and goes, man, I'm sure glad I didn't let that in the house. <laughs> oh, nice. uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, now, see, I told you about it a little bit worse. Well, well, here, uh, I'll tell you okay, one that my rooster, uh, my grandfather used to always. A rooster lays an egg on a rooftop. Does it uh, does it fall north or east? I mean, north or south? I don't know. North? Is that your final answer? Yeah. I agree with William. 
Uh, poor oh, little well. things. Roosters don't lay eggs. Oops. <laughs> so, so what's your joke, William? This is this is one that my uh, my my grandfather told me many years ago. Be, being of Polish descent, he's allowed he was allowed to say it. Obviously, you know, for for the for those that follow PC, even though I don't. Uh-huh. <laughs> um. These uh, these two Polacks get into a helicopter, and the captain looks at his co-pilot, and he's like, you know, it's a gorgeous day today. Let, let, let's take it up to 5,000 feet. And they get to 5,000 feet, and nothing happens. And the captain looks around again, and he's like, you know, we've seen how it looks at this point. Let's Do you want to try for 10,000 feet? co-pilot goes, yeah, okay. 10,000 feet, nothing happens. And the captain's like, wow, I'm feeling really, really ballsy at this point. Let's take it to 30,000 feet. Copilot goes, sure thing. And as soon as they get to 30,000 feet, the helicopter starts dropping, and it's going completely vertical and just shooting towards the ground. The captain's screaming, what's going on? What's going on? Co-pilot turns to him smiling and says, oh, I was getting kind of cold, so I shut the big fan on top of us off. <laughs> we'll have to tell that one. <laughs> yeah. oh. <laughs> I love you guys. Ta-da! <laughs> I think it's been one of the more fun, more fun shows, you know. Definitely, yeah. you know. Yeah, but I mean, oh, it's whoever like, it's always, it's a, the knock-off joke should get a Nobel Prize. Say what? Yes, without a doubt, or a Pulitzer. Whoever invented the knock-knock joke should get a Nobel Prize. Well, I agree with that. I'll I'd, I'd drink to that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Makes it all more fun that way, you know? Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Well, hey, that British from... woman is about to cut us off. Um, uh, William, how can we yeah. find you? Uh, Facebook, uh, YouTube. I got a channel under Tessic Fan, T-E-S-S-E-K-F-A-N. Um, Amazon, Google, um, pretty much almost anywhere, um, you know, just uh, you know, go to Google, type in William Brower Titanic, and uh, you'll find me. I'm floating around. Nice. Oh, cool. And and yeah. Tom, no. how can we find you? Well, I'm on uh, my books, of course, are through Black Bedsheet Books and on Amazon, and um, you find me on Facebook a lot, and um. That's about it. I'm easy to find. Tom Sawyer author on Facebook, so or Tom Sawyer writer. Pardon me, Tom Sawyer writer. Yeah, my brain's and, going on. And both of you run your own Facebook pages. There's nobody that's running your Facebook yep. pages, right? Yep, I run mine. Correct. Yep. Yeah. So if you message them, if you add them, they're adding you. You're not going to be talking to somebody that's their assistant or anything. You will be talking to them live. And Nick, how can we find you? Well, 
blackstreetfolks.com and downwarden.com. Are you on Facebook? Oh, yes, I'm on Facebook all the time. Okay. <laughs> yeah, and he operates his own page, too. Okay, so this has been great. Yeah, this is definitely one of our funnest shows, and, yes, the British woman is about to cut us off. we got about three minutes left. Uh, thank you, William. Thank you, Tom. Thank you, Nick. Nice talking to you, William. Well, likewise, Tom, and thanks for having me again, Francie. Good night, guys. Good night. Thank you for doing this, and thank you to uh, William's aunt, who is Debbie. Debbie. Okay, yep. Aunt Debbie, and you you can find her on Facebook also. Yep. Yep. And you can check out our limited yeah, just, video. Uh, yeah, yeah, just just look for uh, rearranged on uh, YouTube, and she's sitting in the jury. <laughs> nice. <laughs> All right, thank you cool. guys, and good night, and we will see you good next night. Sunday. Cool. Good night, all. Good night. up this morning looking for my shoes look behind the trunk found the hesitation blues lordy tell me how long lordy tell me how long will i have to wait will i have to wait can i get you now can i get you now must i hesitate Blues overtake me, rock away from here Lordy, tell me how long Lordy, tell me how long Will I have to wait Will I have to wait Can I get you now Can I get you now Must I hesitate
Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.